Good evening, everybody. Appreciate you tuning in to another uh, Powwow Life here live on Facebook. We uh, got a cool show for you tonight. I'm your host, Paul Gowder with powwows.com, and I really appreciate everybody being back online with us tonight. Um, please post your comments and questions in um, on Facebook there, and we will get to them when we can. Uh, tonight, we are going to discuss the Rio Olympics and the Native Americans that will be there. So uh, we've, we've got some uh, some people to follow this year and some people to root for. It's going to be pretty exciting to see what they do in Rio. Um, and remember, you know, we appreciate everybody's support and uh, if want to make sure we get more of this kind of broadcast and, and do more of these kind of interviews, please head on over to powwownation.com and you can help support powwows.com and our efforts to bring you more of this kind of content um, but we appreciate you being on live with us tonight and so now I want to introduce our guest um, if you've followed Native American sports at all you are definitely familiar with indiansports.com and the head of indiansports.com the man behind it and from Beaver. We were talking about Mary Kilman, who was in the 2012 Olympics. She is a member of the Citizen Potawatomi Band, um, and she was in the synchronized swimming. Finished 11th, The team, her team did. And you were saying she's now attending which college? Well, I believe she uh, finished up at uh, Lindenwood University, uh, where she was a uh, uh, three-time uh, collegiate uh, national champion and synchronized women, but I think she's retired from the sport now. Okay, cool. All right, and we also had in 2012 Mary Spencer, who was from Ontario, and she was a boxer. Um, I think she's still competing, maybe professionally, do you know? Uh, I haven't heard anything updated on Mary Spencer, uh, who's a First Nation Chippewa uh, from Canada. Um, I haven't followed any of the Canadian uh, trials to see where they're at uh, uh, this year, but I'm hoping to figure out who's going to be on their final uh, roster, and hopefully we have a few more, a few more First Nation athletes competing for for Canada. Yeah, and we'll keep the we'll do an update on the page if anybody else uh, makes the team here in the next next couple of weeks before the games start. Um, but Mary Spencer did really well. She uh, made it to the quarterfinals in the last Olympics. Um, was eliminated by China, but make it to the quarterfinals, that's pretty impressive. Yeah, anytime you're on the world stage, you're competing against uh, the best uh, in the world. So anytime you can collect a victory or, or a few victories, you know, you're uh, really um, has says something about your talent. Yep. All right, and our th the third one we were watching in 2012 was a member of the U.S. Women's Water Polo Team who actually won a gold medal. And let's see if you can do the name for me. Can you get that one? Oh man, I'll go with her. <laughs> I'll, give, I'll go with her uh, um, her nickname, which is Tamua Ane. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, she's native Hawaiian. Um, I've never could get the Hawaiian names right, um, but yeah, she did. They did great. The team won gold in 2012. Right. And she was right. actually the uh, goalkeeper for the team. Right. Very cool. Yeah, yeah. and. Uh, like you said, this year the uh, um, she's not listed on the roster this year, so uh, she won't be making a, re a return um, with the women's team. Yeah, but cool. We, so 
we did have one gold medal, which was pretty fun to watch. So let's talk about 2016. Um, we are still uh, three weeks from the games, I believe. Yeah, list uh, just over 20 days uh, let, uh, until the games. So it, it's getting it's getting close. Yep. Um, so we'll talk about the uh, the one everybody watched this weekend, or at least I, I know I was glued to the screen uh, Friday and Sunday, um, following the, the story of Ashton Locklear, uh, Lumbee from uh, uh, she's from North Carolina, right Hamlet, up the road from North me. Carolina. Yep, Hamlet, which is. Coincidentally, that's where my mom was born. So it's really kind of cool. She's a hometown girl for us. And uh, so it was really cool to see her per, can, compete. And I know you, you've been following her for a while. Uh, yeah, uh, we've been following her through the U.S. championships this year and, and monitor her progress uh, as, the seat, as the buildup to the Olympic trials came. And all season long, she's uh, dominated the uneven bars. Uh, you know, she beat. Simone Biles, you know, Gabby Douglas, uh, all these girls that are currently the starting five for the Olympics gymnastics team. Uh, she beat them all year uh, long in the uh, uneven bars event uh, up until the trials. Uh, and she still posted a great score in the uh, Olympic trials. Um, but I guess it just wasn't enough to get her that spot, which I understand uh, from some inside information that the spot uh, was a choice. The last spot was a choice between Gabby Douglas and Ashton, of course. Um, I guess uh, the way the coach felt that with Gabby, uh, who was uh, doing four, has the capability to pre perform in four events, uh, that just gave her the, the little edge over Ashton because Ashton had an injury a few years back, and so now she only competes in two events. Uh, so, so for her to be named as an alternate or even if she had named a team it's 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 record-breaking because typically the u.s is going to take the uh, uh athletes that compete in all four events you know the beam uh, the floor exercise uh, the balance and the pommel horse uh, so they are uh, for her to get in as an alternate and just being a specialist in two events that's still quite an accomplishment in itself yeah, you know, it was. Um, I read an interview with with Ashton today, and she was talking about how she didn't know where how she would fit um, being a specialist, and, and if if there was going to be a spot um, throughout the trials. They were talking about the team really did need some help on the uneven bars because, like you said, Simone and some of the other girls, they that's not their strong suit. Um, right. It was cool though to see the interview with Ashton. Um, she said once she saw the score, she kind of knew she wasn't wasn't going to make it um, that Koshin was, was edging her out just a little bit. Um, but she didn't know that they would take a specialist as an alternate. And so she said in the locker room, she was totally shocked mm -hmm. and uh, completely blown away by the, by that. So that was cool to see, you know, she, she got a little surprise there and, and gets to make the trip. You know, hopefully she doesn't compete, although I'd love to see her, but you know, for her to compete, that means somebody gets hurt, which we don't want. Um, but still she'll be there. Right, yeah. Uh, she'll be home this week in North Carolina, uh, and then next week she'll meet up with the, the Olympic team in Texas where they'll train uh, before they head over to uh, Brazil. So, um, again, she's an alternate, so she trains as if she's going to compete because uh, she could be asked to compete on a moment's notice for whatever reason. Right. And, you know, that 
always um, when football coaches talk about spring practice, they always say, you know, the, the great thing is just getting the practice in. And, you know, Ashton's going to get several weeks of Olympic level coaching. I mean, that's awesome. That, that's something that will help her for years to come, um, right. even if she doesn't get to compete. Right. And, and that's, and, you know, like all sports, you know, um, uh, you have to be prepared on a moment's notice. You talked about, you know, spring practice and, you know, a lot of sports say next man up. Right. And, you know, if something happen, uh, Ashton will be that, that I, I'm, I, my guess is that she would be the next man up given her skill on the uneven bars should anything happen. Right. Uh, do you know, will she get to be in the opening ceremony? Uh, I believe so. Yes. Uh, so awesome. hopefully we'll see her on TV when the athletes parade into the stadium, and hopefully we'll get a glimpse of uh, uh, the women's gymnastic team. Cool. Somebody needs to send her a beaded rosette to wear. Um. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Exactly. <laughs> cool. That's awesome. All right. Well, we'll definitely be pulling for for Ashen and, and Team USA in the gymnastics. Um, so one of the other athletes, um, and this is the next name we're going to talk about. I mean, this he's by no means um, somebody that we haven't heard of. He's been doing very well um, out on the, on the golf circuit, and uh, he's now um, set to play in the Olympics for Team USA, and that's um, Ricky Fowler. Yeah, uh, Ricky Fowler uh, will be a member of the uh, women's or the men's uh, Olympic golf team, uh, golf is making its return to the Olympics after a 112 year hiatus. <laughs> that's, a, that's a long time off there. Uh, you know, and this is one of those areas where there's been a little bit of controversy of late um, with the uh, discussions about uh, the Zika virus that has been uh, discussed and happening in, in, in Brazil. Uh, it's led to some of the top golfers. Uh, I believe it was today, um, Jordan Spieth, announced that he would not be participating. Uh, he didn't give any exact reasons. Uh, Dustin Johnson, uh, who's also was a, supposed to be a member of the Olympic golf team, he announced that he wasn't going to participate a week ago due to the virus. So uh, that leaves Ricky really as the top American golfer on the Olympic team. Uh, he'll be in the number one spot. Uh, the way the golf process is, they do have uh, third, fourth, fifth, sixth, seventh, and eighth alternates uh, should anything happen to the top players. So Ricky, but Ricky will be going in, the Olympic, leading the Olympic team basically for the United States. So that is pretty awesome. That's awesome. And do you know, um, I think I saw this earlier, but I've, I've forgotten now, he's from what, oh, there he is. I actually got your site pulled up showing everybody. It's actually Navajo. Yeah, uh, he's, um, grandfather was, um, full Navajo and his grandmother was full Navajo. I mean, his grandfather was full Japanese and his grandmother was full Navajo. Great. Yeah, and he's had a he's had a good couple of years out on the um on the golf circuit. So hopefully he uh he'll do well there in uh in Rio too. Um, yeah, it, it it'll be interesting like I said because you know golf is making its return for the first time in 112 years. So um Anytime there's uh, an event that uh, is, is generating a lot of news, uh, there should be quite a bit of TV coverage with that. So, uh, and Ricky is one of the top ten players in the world as well. So he'll he'll definitely be one of the favorites to uh, win gold, silver, or bronze as individually. 
and the team has a good chance of winning the gold, silver, bronze as well. Yeah, that that'll be great. Um, so we talked. You mentioned Zika. Um, what are you hearing some of the athletes talk about? It, um, is it a concern for for other athletes? Do you think more are going to drop out? Uh, you know, to me, I think that uh, you know it is concern for uh, a lot of athletes. I think that we've probably heard more about it from the U.S. side, uh, from the golfers that uh, had declined to participate. Uh, but, you know, I think for a lot of athletes, this is really a once they, they train from the time they can walk to compete in the Olympics. Uh, and sometimes that it doesn't matter if they were uh, having a hurricane in Brazil, they would still go down there and compete because this is something they've been preparing for their whole lives. Uh, so I think with a lot of people, they have that type of commitment to their sport. Uh, whereas golf, you know, um, you know, it, to, it's in, the, in the essence, it's just going to be another tournament. Right. All right. And then, uh, so, so I, I don't think they, they put so much uh, into building up their, peaking in their careers at the Olympics, such as other sports like runners and, and gymnasts. Right. Uh, they, they train to get to the Olympics and prepare their bodies to do that. So right. uh, they're going to be a little more dedicated to get to the Olympics and nothing's going to stop them. Do you think it's going to affect? I know we're getting off the subject of, of natives in the Olympics, but yeah. um, but this is you know it's it's part of, of sports in the Olympics. Do you think it's going to affect the tennis team at all? It's uh, another sport where they're not training necessarily for the Olympics. Um, it, it's another tournament for them. You know, I, you know it it wouldn't be surprising if maybe uh, a small percentage didn't decide to attend. For uh, a, a lot of people are starting to not of the reasons why they're attending Brazil's, but it's pretty obvious what the reason is. Right. And I wouldn't be surprised to uh, hear a few more before the end of the week that have decided that they were going to participate uh, under the guise of personal reasons or and or health conditions. Yeah. Um, and we've got some fans out there of Ashton. Um, Vicky out there is, is saying she's going to watch and <laughs> actually said, bring your own water. Um, and... Uh, <laughs> We've got some others. Um, Sandra Romo, um, she's a supporting Ashton. So it's pretty cool to see uh, everybody getting behind Ashton. Make sure we get behind Ricky and the other athletes too. And we've got one more to talk about that's going to be in Rio uh, representing, and that is um, on the volleyball team for Team Canada. Yes. uh, Her name is Jamie Thibault, and she's from the Sook First Nations, which is a Coastal Salish uh, tribe. And she will be with the Canadian uh, volleyball team uh, that will be competing. So uh, she's uh, been on the national team since uh, 2010. So um, she played collegiately at the University of Montana uh, before uh, competing with the national team. So Canada will be, uh, First Nations athlete will be uh, someone to watch as well. And like I said, as the um, Canadian has their uh, Olympic trials completed, we'll be able to find out if there are any other First Nations athletes that will be competing. Yeah. Um, and do you know what's, how is, um, how's the Canadian volleyball team looking as far as, uh, are they medal favorites? Um, I, I, that's not one of the sports I keep up with a lot, so I'm not sure how we're, how we're doing in volleyball. Uh, yeah, I think the U.S. women's team is probably going to be one of the favorites, and uh, of course Brazil would probably be a favorite, I would assume, uh, as well as some, maybe Cuba. 
Um, but can Canada certainly uh, an experienced team. Uh, they, um, I could see them competing in the bronze game, um, getting to that to that level. Uh, but um, it it'll uh, uh, you know you still have to go down there and compete. You know, and that's sports. You know, people like to give the team with the best athletes the gold medal right away, but they still have to go down there and compete and defend their title or, um, uh, you know, just compete at that level. Yeah. And, and, you know, the Olympics, that's, that's a big stage. I mean, it's bigger than most of these athletes, um, will ever see. So yeah, it, it's, you got to show up that day. Um, all right, well, we got, those are the three athletes we are going to watch for the 2016 games. Uh, everybody make sure you stay tuned on indiansports.com and we'll have coverage over on powwows.com too. Um, We'll try to keep you up to date and when to watch and, and how everybody's doing. Um, so that's going to be fun to watch. And starts August. Yeah. What's, what, what's the date? August um, 12th. 12th. Or, no, today's July 12th. But, <laughs> uh, yeah, Olympics are coming up in about 20, 23 days. So, right. uh, so, Cool. Now, we had also talked a little bit about um, the this past year, and we've had some, some Native athletes kind of who were outstanding this past year. You want to tell us, give us a little bit of maybe a year in review and, and how things went this year? Oh, sure, sure. I mean, we had a great year, I think, this year for uh, Native American athletes uh, competing at the highest level uh, in their sports. You know, you go back all the way to the fall in August when you start with uh, the collegiate runners. Uh, you know, you had... Um, Mackenzie uh, Wapipaw Harris, who's from the Kickapoo tribe, uh, who runs collegiately for Oklahoma City University, uh, win their second consecutive national title. And also, uh, Mackenzie was also uh, uh, named uh, to his second uh, All-American team as well uh, in, in cross country. Uh, so that you know that was pretty uh, pretty exciting for us to follow his season to see how much. Uh, he was accomplishing and then uh you know even on the on the football realm uh in college you know a lot of what we do is cover uh college athletes but we had some uh breakout players a freshman from the university of miami ohio his name was poppy white and uh he had about five highlight reels that ended up on espn because he's such an explosive uh player and I think even made a few top 10 sports centers uh, oh, cool. season as well. So he'll be coming back for his sophomore season uh, to, uh, you know, improve on what he accomplished last year. And also um, Dayton Evans, who's from the uh, Wichita and affiliated tribes. He's the starting quarterback at the university of Tulsa and uh, he'll be a senior this year. So he'll be definitely looking to uh, go out uh, in a bowl game, uh, his senior season. So he'll be something that will be uh, somebody that will be close, uh, closely uh, watching uh, on the collegiate level anyways. And of course, on the professional level, we have Sam Bradford from the Cherokee Nation, who's also a Nike N7 ambassador, uh, uh, who made quite a bit of news this offseason with his Philadelphia uh, trade and, and negotiations for his contract. So uh, that made quite a bit of uh, national news, uh, but you know he'll he's looking to have uh, I think a, a 
they have a new head coach, so I think he'll be looking – he'll be pretty hungry to try to improve on what he did last year. Um, and then in Kansas City, uh, we have a couple of Native athletes uh, on their squad. Um, James Winchester, who's uh, from the Choctaw Nation of Oklahoma, he's the long snapper. He's the guy that hikes the ball during the mm. uh, the extra points or the punts. Right. And then we also have Tyler Bray, who moved into the number two quarterback uh, spot, who's from the citizen band of Potawatomi Nation. Uh, so there's a possibility he could see some uh, field time in the event the, the starting quarterback, Alex Smith, uh, is unable to. So Tyler Bray, at the moment, going into offseason off uh, or going into training camp coming up, will be the number two quarterback. Because in the offseason, the Chiefs had traded um, their number two quarterback uh, to, um, I think they traded him to Philadelphia as well. Um, all right, so you mentioned Nike N7 Ambassadors. Mm-hmm. Got to take a break here, and, and I just have to ask you, what do you think of Durant leaving Oklahoma? <laughs> well, I'm not sure that classifies <laughs> under uh, Native American athletes. No, no, but he... He, he, did have he did have a he did have an he did have a Nike N seven shoe that helped right. out the program. Uh, you know, you know that's the business of sports. I think people don't realize that professional sports is a business. Uh, these guys are professional athletes. They don't get to have thirty years and then a retirement party. These guys have less than ten to twelve years to make the money that they're going to use the rest of their life. So whoever is going to offer them the best contract deal. Uh, the most money or whatever that for for them that's something they have to take on uh, that's something that they have to jump on because you know in because in five or six years Kevin Durant might have a, a knee that blows out or he may not be as good and so the type of money that they're offering now isn't going to be what they offer then so uh, but you know I think a lot of people in the state of Oklahoma definitely upset with his choice of teams you know you, you can liken it to Jacoby Ellsbury going from his Navajo who go from going from Boston to New York uh, which is something that you just don't do in that, that rivalry so and so for Kevin to to go to a team that he couldn't beat, you know uh, that 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 stinged uh, a lot of people in the state of Oklahoma and you know it, it won't be something that people get over until after that first game when golden state comes to oklahoma city and, uh, and all the boot birds everybody can get it out of their system uh but kevin durant did a lot for the oklahoma city community with the youth he was involved with the oklahoma city area so i think once they get past that uh, first year then people can go back to liking oklahoma uh, liking kevin durant like they did before right right um Got some more people that are uh, posting comments and really in support of our native athletes. Um, Audrey, she's uh, proud of these athletes and, and looking forward to watching them. Uh, Johnny Clark uh, said for them just to trust in who they are. Um, and we also have a comment there. Uh, um, somebody wanted to know how we do this equipment. It, we'll be glad to, um, anybody out there that, that has questions about how we're doing this, just shoot me an email or a message on Facebook afterwards and we can, we can talk the technical stuff. Um, yeah, just cool. don't, uh, ask that powwows.com it guy. Yeah. Well, I don't know where he went, but that guy who, who messed up the video in the, or the audio in the beginning, uh, he's fired. Um, all right, cool. So, and, uh, that was uh, the football. Um, how about spring sports? Do we have any, uh, well, any and, news and, this year? and going into the winter sports, uh, yeah. 
with uh, volleyball or continuing with the volleyball into spring. Uh, we had uh, Tiana Dockery, uh, who's Navajo at the University of Kansas. Uh, their program advanced to the uh, Final Four uh, for the first time in uh, program history in the Women's uh, National Championship Tournament. So that was pretty exciting. Uh, what was also exciting for Tiana was uh, for her Kansas team advancing as far as they did. Uh, she is now the winningest uh, Kansas volleyball player in school history. So she has that record going for her right now. Um, and she, of course, she has uh, finished up her uh, career at Kansas uh, as a senior as well this year. Also, which was exciting with the women's volleyball was Alicia Ostrander, who's uh, Ogallala Lakota. Uh, she was a member of the uh, Nebraska women's volleyball team who actually won the national championship. Uh, I had the opportunity to go and attend the women's final four and visit with both of these young ladies and, and their parents. And it was just a, uh, a great opportunity uh, for both of them to uh, get be a native athlete on the biggest stage in volleyball. And uh, we were there to cover it and get pictures and do interviews and stuff like that. So uh, that was really cool uh, on at, at that level for volleyball. Cool. That's awesome. And then, um, of course, uh, basketball, which is the biggest sport in Indian country, uh, so many athletes to follow and so many players to be recognized at, you know, the junior college level, the NAIA level, um, you know, and of course, the Division One level. Um, we had uh, great accomplishments on those levels as well. Uh, we had the United Tribes Women's Basketball Program uh, advance to the uh, uh, in national the NJCAA uh, National Tournament for the first time in school history. And they actually came to the tournament and uh, put on a really good show. Uh, I think they eventually they went to one of the teams that made it to the Final Four, but they came and represented their school and their tribes well, and they had a lot of support uh, uh, fans in the area uh, to support them. And so that was a good, good to see for them. And actually they had one of their JUCO players uh, she ended up transferring to the University of Nevada, a Division One school now. Uh, she got recruited there. Um, so she'll be playing in the fall with uh, the Wolfpack. Um, at the NAI level, we had the Haskell Indian Nations University Women's Basketball Program. Uh, they actually won their uh, conference uh, championship for the first time in school history, uh, which also uh, assured them a spot in the NAIA National Tournament. Uh, where they also had a good showing, but they were unable to get past some of the top talent teams that, in the country for NAIA. Uh, um, the good thing about their team was they only lost uh, one senior to the team, so they have the core nucleus of their of their team coming back this season. And they, uh, the last time I had talked to the women's basketball coach at Haskell, I think he had recruited at least ten or eleven new girls with wow. uh, with a handful of uh, transfers that are going to be uh, ready to. Um, uh, ready to contribute right away uh, to, to that support to that cast of uh, returners that they have so they look to possibly get back to the national tournament as well and they're going to be uh, a team to reckon with I think for the next few years as well uh, and of course at the uh, at the uh, division one level uh, we had Derek Willis who uh, from the um, couple of tribe northern Arapaho, Pawnee, and Muscogee Creek tribes. Uh, he 
had quite a few uh, breakout games this year for the University of Kentucky. Uh, and he'll be a senior returning uh, this upcoming season for the program. And of course, we can't forget Bronson Caning and that shot that he made in the, <laughs> the NCAA tournament uh, that had Bill Murray looked in a daze, confused, daze and confused. Uh, so that was really exciting for the for the Wisconsin program that a lot of people had written off because they lost uh, four starters from the previous year. So for them to advance as far as they did in the tournament, uh, in the, I think they got to the Sweet 16. I can't remember. It's been so long. Uh, but Bronson hitting that uh, buzzer-beating shot over Xavier, uh, that, that was definitely one of the big highlights of, of the basketball season. Yeah, that was unbelievable. Is he returning to the team? Uh, yes, Bronson will return for his final season uh, this year. Uh, so he, that'll be, uh, well, I think we're planning on getting to a couple of games and again, get an interview. Bronson's been really great about giving us interview. Uh, we traveled to a couple of his games now and we've been able to get explicit interviews uh, with Bronson. So uh, we're looking to do that uh, again. He, they'll play a uh, non-conference game with Creighton, which is in Omaha. And we'll travel there and look to get some some interviews with Bronson. So, and hopefully he'll have an opportunity when his uh, career is over at Wisconsin to possibly uh, enter his name into the draft and see where it goes from there. Awesome, yeah. And while you're talking, I'm pulling up some of the pictures from uh, IndianSports.com to show people um, who we're talking about. Remember, everybody, you know. If you want to follow these athletes and learn more about them, IndianSports.com is the place for you to follow these, uh, you know, whether it's basketball or volleyball, whatever your sport is. If you want to follow uh, native athletes, that's the place to go. So um, like them on Facebook, follow them on Twitter, uh, YouTube or Instagram, or just go to their page. They've got the information for you. Awesome. Thanks. Yeah. And then, you know, in softball, uh, in your neck of woods, uh, SEC country, <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, uh, the Ole Miss, uh, the Ole Miss uh, softball program, the Rebels, uh, they had an outstanding young freshman, true freshman, Haley Lunderman, who's from the Choctaw, Mississippi Band of Choctaw, and she's also Lakota. Uh, she had a great year uh, for uh, the Rebels. She actually broke the season record for hits uh, for the for the Ole Miss program. And she was also named to the SEC uh, freshman team. And she was actually even the top 10 finalist for National Freshman of the Year. Uh, so she played a big role, a big part in the Ole Miss program. Advancing, uh, earning a win in the uh, SEC tournament. And then not only uh, earning a win, but also um, advancing to the women's uh, NCAA uh, national tournament as well. Um, Unfortunately, they drew a round uh, against the uh, Oklahoma region, <laughs> so they had to play the powerhouse uh, softball program in the Big 12, the Oklahoma Sooners, uh, uh, in the uh, ch- regional championship to try and advance. And of course, uh, Oklahoma ended up pulling it out over Ole Miss. But it was still a great season for Haley Lunderman and the and the Ole Miss uh, Rebels. always love to hear an SEC school do well. <laughs> We're a little biased down here in the South. Yeah. And then uh, kind of rounding out in the in the same neighborhood there, um, we had uh, Elliot Barzilli from the Nooksack tribe. 
Uh, he is a third baseman for TCU, Texas Christian University of the Big 12. Uh, they actually advanced to the uh, Baseball College World Series uh, in, in Omaha, and we were able to go up there and interview Elliot and his parents and experience that, uh, uh, that program success at the College Baseball um, World Series. And he was a junior, so he'll be returning one more year for his uh, senior year. And so we're hoping to uh, hoping TCU can make their fourth straight appearance in the College World Series, so we can go back to we had a great time uh, attending that uh, as well. Yeah, we uh, South Carolina's done well the last few years in baseball. So we down here Gamecock fans, we like to follow uh, baseball, of course, um, and. Gamecocks almost made it to Omaha back this year, but we lost um, in the the uh, Super Regionals, I think. But how about that team? I know we're getting off topic again, but it was a South Carolina team, Coastal Carolina, winning it all. That was that was unbelievable. It was great to watch. Such a, a Cinderella story, and they go all the way. That was fun. Yeah, the first uh, national championship in any sport for that college. Uh, yes, you know, and that's. And I think that's why people love college sports uh, uh, every year. Uh, you know, you're going to get teams that have no business winning, uh, or teams uh, taking down Goliaths. Uh, you know, Division Two A teams taking down NCAA one schools. Uh, that's the great thing about college sports is they still have to go out there and compete every day because uh, no team is just going to lay over and 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 uh, let them win. And so you get these exciting games. Uh, uh, to watch that's fun for the fans yeah that was that was really exciting nerve-wracking for the opposing teams but yeah yeah and they took down uh oklahoma state i think yeah, yeah. They, they beat some some big powerhouses yeah they did they took down uh florida which was the number one ranked team in the nation uh at the time as well so mm-hmm. should have been us but that's okay <laughs> my gamecocks will be there be back soon <laughs> yeah right but yeah, that was a, it was a, uh, a great year. You know, right now we have professional baseball. We have uh, Jacoby Ellsbury, the Yankees, uh, uh, getting ready to come up on the all-star break. Uh, and he's been hitting uh, a lot better as opposed to the first part of the season. So we're, we're continuing to follow him and his success. Uh, probably one of the uh, off stories that we've been covering so far for professional sports is uh, in the offseason, in the WNBA, Shoni Schimmel uh, from the Umatilla Tribe was traded from the Atlanta Dream to the New York Liberty. Uh, uh, and uh, she did start uh, a few games, not start, but she did participate in a few games uh, at the beginning of the season. But as the season's progressed, uh, she has seen her minutes uh, reduce from an average of six to eight minutes to, to less than two now. Um, so, you know, that's one thing that uh, we're hoping that will change for New York. Obviously, they are one of the top teams in the uh, WNBA right now. They have a winning formula, and c- no coaches that has a winning formula is going to change that. So uh, I, I think until New York Liberty starts getting into panic mode, I don't know if we'll see Shoni Shimmel on the court much for the rest of the season. Mm. Yeah, I know for the, the fans out there, she has a lot of supporters, and that's disappointing for them. But but hopefully she'll uh, she'll get back on the court eventually here. Yeah, yeah, uh, and uh, you know that's the part of that's that's the game of professional sports uh, about yep. 
uh, is you got to just get yourself better year in and year out. And uh, hopefully we'll, like you said, we'll see her on the court soon again. Yeah. Cool. Well, that was awesome. Um, I, you know, it, it's really amazing to see um, that, that natives are competing in, in all levels of sports, professional on down to, to high school. Uh, we've got some real stars and some rising talent. It's going to be fun to watch in Rio. And uh, like we said earlier, you know, make sure you stay tuned to Powell's.com and Indian Sports. As uh, the Canadians finish filling their teams, we may have a few more athletes to watch. Uh, but make sure you stay tuned to our sites to find out uh, who's going to be there. Well, Brent, again, thanks so much for, for being on. Um, we love talking sports. Um, like yeah. I said, eventually my Gamecocks will be in these conversations more. <laughs> but Yeah, Paul, it's always great coming to your show and always have a good time and always uh, enjoy our Big 12 SEC talks. <laughs> yeah. Oh, man. If only my Gamecocks could get it right in football. We, it was a rough year. It yeah, was a rough yeah. year. Uh, but Gamecock fans were – there's always next year. Oh, anyways, Brent, thanks so much for being on, man. We'll, uh, we'll, I'm sure we'll talk to you soon, and uh, stay tuned for uh, what's going to happen down there in Rio. All right, thanks, Paul. Good to see you. Thanks. All right, everybody, thanks again for tuning in tonight. Um, I think we gave you some – Great information on who to watch as we head to Rio. Um, like I said, please go to indiansports.com, check out their page, uh, follow them on social media, and stay up to date so you can uh, know where your favorite athletes are. Um, and be sure to also uh, share this video with your friends, uh, post it on your, on your Facebook and Twitter so we can get more people supporting our native athletes. Uh, be sure to subscribe to the palace.com newsletter so you can get more information about our upcoming shows um, and of course if you want to see more content like this please head on over to powwownation.com and find out how you can support powwows.com in our efforts to bring you more uh, interviews and videos and reports but thanks everybody we appreciate your support we appreciate you tuning in and all your comments and we'll see you down the trail soon thanks everybody have a good night Good luck. Here is this week's trivia question. You can head over to powwowlife.com to fill out the form and submit your answer. All the right answers are entered into a drawing for a 10-sticker powwows.com sticker pack. Here's the question. This year, we are celebrating a big milestone. We have been live streaming for a number of years. So tell me, what year was the first year we streamed and what was the first powwow we streamed? If you've been listening or following our content, you should be able to find it. Good luck. Powwowlife.com to submit your answer. What was the first powwow and what year did we first live stream? Good luck and thank you so much for listening. I'll see you next week.